0: Well, welcome back, everyone, to Massive Late Fee. We've got another interview here. I know you guys have been really enjoying these interviews. Today we have a pretty special guest and a unique challenge for me to interview uh, an interviewer. Uh, we have with us Mike Wagner, who has been in the broadcast business for over 30 years. He is a mainstay in North Dakota on the uh, the radio Uh, Over there, doing a weekend program, you can hear him on iHeartRadio, SoundCloud, you can hear him over on uh, 550 and 99.7 on KFYR Radio out of Bismarck, North Dakota. Mike Wagner, how are you today? Hey,
1: I'm doing great, Mark. Thanks for having me on board.
0: Oh, it's great. Uh, Mike interviewed me. A little while ago, I will be appearing on on his program, and we thought it was only fair to to bring him over here. Uh, Mike, I'm interested. How exactly did you get started in the broadcast business?
1: Well, career wise, I got started in 1982, graduating out of high school in um, northwest suburbs of Chicago called Hoffman Estates, in. I was looking to get into originally journalism. So I was, I was a sports writer for um, many, many years, did a little bit of music, news, and everything else. And I eventually got into computers because of the fact that where I went to school at Harper College didn't have a journalism program, it was just a two year school and um, designed to uh, transfer over to um, a four year institution just to save some money. And it, however, while I was walking through, you know, just to learn computers, get my general studies out of the way, and here I am, I bump into a radio booth and says, "You can be a DJ." I thought, "Really? Okay." So I look over there, ask some questions. I was curious, and then something just bit me. You know, I was just uh, on, on on the way walking over, and they talked, and something just bit me. And here I was, just filling application and said, "Great, just uh, check up at the uh, studio next week and we'll get you started." And that's how the radio bug really bit me right there. It was like I felt something bite. I didn't know what it was. I thought it was a spider. And it turned out that it was a radio bug that hit me. I eventually started. I um, did some DJ work. I became uh, a news anchor, sports director, and I also hosted a few other shows and then moved on in 1985 to Southern Illinois University where I um, majored in radio and television and I finished up there, worked at WSIU, WIDB, and... Southern Illinois Media Services, Reading for the Blind, and I also did some voiceover work. And then graduating graduated in '87, came back up. I did some um, more radio work up there, and I also did some mobile DJing, and I did some uh, voice work, other projects, and I worked at WRMN, WJKL. And then eventually I got married to my lovely wife, Serena, and um, we started having children. And I was mobile DJing at the time, worked at WKTA, and then eventually I decided to take some time off because I wanted to spend time with family. And then I eventually um, got back in the business where it's like I started doing some um, consulting for some radio stations and I worked in audiovisual just to um, ran some conference centers for hotels and office facilities and everything else. And then I eventually um, was in a ministry for about uh, eight years before eventually getting um, on the verge of getting laid off. And then I was urged to get back in the radio. I got back up in the... Um, the Illinois-Wisconsin area at WRLR in um, Round Lake, close to the Milwaukee area. And then I also l- l- did some voiceover work for Rainmakers Mark in Milwaukee. And then and in then th- 2006, I did some uh, freelance projects with voiceovers and everything. And then I was recruited by an Arizona consulting firm to head out to um, Bismarck, North Dakota in 2007. I eventually worked for KDKT as an intern general manager. Later became a consultant to train and coach... Uh, other talent then I left after three years because there's a group from Oklahoma that came up and didn't need my services and I eventually did some other projects and then I landed at KFYR Radio in Bismarck where I was just a board operator later became a sports producer then had a couple of shows and took on some more roles and then eventually I started the Mike Wagner show eventually in um, August 2018 with the urging of Steve Joyner and he this is while we're in South Dakota vacationing and I to like I want to do something different. I want to try interviews. And then we we hooked up and talked a lot of things. And that's where the Mike Wagner show was born. And now I've been just interviewing a lot of celebrities, Eddie Deason, Carl Gottlieb, and I had Richard Karn on the program. And it was also um, Once Upon a Time. And I've got just a huge list here. You know, Billy Craig from uh, Brownsville Station, Wesley Year from Land of the Lost, and uh, Frank Piombo, jazz guitarist from New York, won a number of awards. Lisa Wilcox, the actress from Nightmare on Elm Street four and five, and um, Barry Pearl from Greece, and um, you know just a lot of people I've interviewed. I mean, I just had a great run, I'll tell you that. And of course, before where it's like you know, I started playing radio as a kid, where you know folks gave me like you know little radios and a weather radio, played around, listened to music, and um, did a little sports play-by-play just for fun. And I guess it just eventually just led up to uh, where I was and realized that. This is the calling I'm I'm enjoying to do. It's like, I'm really enjoying this right now.
0: Yeah, in a very short amount of time, you have been able to establish yourself as a, one of the better interviewers in the business. I, I'm interested a little bit in your process uh, as far as a research and a question formation, things like that what, uh, what's your process, uh, as far as preparing for an interview?
1: Well, first of all, I'm given guests of, um, of whatever it is, like an actor, musician, comedian, writer, or it can be, um, you, you know, someone from, uh, another field, which could be related to what I do. And what I do is I basically just, um, get to know them a little bit, take down their information. And then I, look up online and look up every resource possible. And thank God for Google, this makes my job easy. And I just read about the person, you know, what they like, what they've done, background, and just about every detail I could find. Then I just, you know, form some questions in my head. So it's like just simply, how'd you get started? And um, what what have you done? And uh, what what do you like to do? And basically just get to know the person, their projects, what they've done, who they've worked with. What's up and coming, their biggest influences and um, best advice and everything else. And how do people get a hold? It's almost like having a cup of coffee and just sitting down having a regular conversation. Just say, hey, just uh, tell me about what you're up to, what you're doing and um, what do you like about this? What do you like about that? So my, my my basic philosophy is getting to know the person and putting them in a positive spotlight where this person has done so much. He's done this, done that. Take a look at what they've done and what's up and coming and some side projects. And, and of course, you know, if they happen to like sports, we talk sports. If they happen to like, um, you know, health or anything like that, movies or, you know, whatever genre music or, you know, anything else to talk about holistic. And I had some people talk about their pets and science and everything else. And we just go off on that. And then we just tie it, tie it in, just say, we just have a really interesting person just doing interesting things. I call them just simply amazing people, and in my process it's not scripted at all. It's just simply organics. It's like having a cup of coffee or um or, or having a beer. It's like you and I like um watching um watching baseball, football, basketball, hockey at a sports bar in Detroit or somewhere. That's how it is. Do you
0: find that with the wealth of of people you talk to in in different fields, as you said, you talk to actors, you talk to musicians, sometimes people in the business world or or on the technical side of things, do you find that it's difficult to delve into each of these different areas, or have you always been the kind of person that sort of has a broad range of knowledge?
1: It's more like a broad range of knowledge for me because... I just hate going to details at times where you get too detailed. Things get really boring because people don't really want to hear details. A broad range of knowledge to me is simply getting to know the person as a whole, a wide spectrum, because if you start getting in details, you pigeonhole a person. And that's one of the pet peeves I have. Somebody tries to pigeonhole or stereotype. It's like I like seeing the person in a, on a broad sense, you know, you know what they've done, family accomplishments and um, interests and um everything else like that. So it's like it's not to make them as a one dimensional person, but multi-dimensional. And I just love hearing about what they do and what they're currently up to and just simply how excited they are to be on a show. And I like to make it feel comfortable and um, just have an enjoyable experience. And that's one of my goals, too, is basically in this world where we're seeing all these negative talk shows and um, Howard Cern, Foul Mouth, everything. I mean, a lot of us media people are just getting tired of it. This is almost like a change of pace that I offer. It's almost like the Tonight Show starring Johnny Carson in a relaxed way without getting um, you know, too goofy or anything like that or hurling jokes, political jokes, and um, sexual innuendos. It's just having some laughs and uh, just having a good time talking. That's what I like to accomplish, and if I've done that, where I make the, the guests laugh or um, you know, feel so special, I,
0: th- I say I've done my job. As you said, you have Sort of a technical background, but you're obviously uh, you know a, a big time people person. Do you feel like the doing your interviews and doing your radio show on on uh, kfyr gives you sort of a, an outlet to connect more with uh, with people because a lot of those technical jobs sometimes can be a little uh, isolating
1: well, for me, for me, I don't call it really technical, you know, being behind the board and everything like that. For me, it's like a challenge how I look at it. And I've got a home studio where I do some editing on my own computer. I've got my own mixing board. And for me, it's just like, you know, it's just like I like to stick to the basics. I like to keep it simple and everything. KFYR is a completely different outlet for me where I simply play music on Sundays and I also play some music. I um I, I tell everybody what's going on in the world, sports scores, weather, and... um. You know, traveling weather because we're we're an information station and people need to know. Okay, um, how much rain are we going to get? When's it going to rain? What's the wind speed? What's the barometer? And um, what's traffic? What's uh, tra- traffic like on the um, on the interstates or on a country road or a state road? It was like is it going to be snow? Is going to be rain? Is going to be slick? I mean, and of course, weather. It's like you know, is it going to rain? Are oh, we are going to have a tornado, a blizzard, or how much wind are we going to get? It's like they need to know all this information and also uh, make it entertaining as well, too, where it's like you keep the people um, informed, but also entertained as well, too. So for, so for me, it's just like, you know, I, I just like to combine everything together. And so it's like I just offer up a very unique experience to what I do as well in, in my profession as well, too. Just like with yours, it's like, you know, you just like to um, keep things simple, keep things real and um offer a very nice perspective too. And um, of course, with your knowledge I saw, it's just like, it is just amazing, I'll tell you. And I think I've done like a lot in just a short period of time. And I'm looking forward to more challenges as time goes on.
0: Absolutely. Um, You certainly have accomplished a lot in a short period of time, especially uh, in this field. I know that you're a big sports fan, uh, you know, and out there in, in uh, North Dakota, <clears throat> we, uh, we're we a little blessed here in the Michigan area we, where we have uh, a team in all four of the major sports. I'm always interested about people that live in areas where there are no natural sports teams. Um, who do you root for and who would you say, is there a, a general consensus of teams that people root for in your area or is it sort of a smattering depending on... On what part of the state you're in?
1: We kind of have like a mixed bag and, and kind of like um a fragmented or segmented area because up in North Dakota on the east side, when it comes to football, you got you got huge fans of the Minnesota Vikings because they're close to the um, Minnesota border, and then in a small part of um, North Dakota around Wapiton, around the southeast portion, they tend to the root for the Kansas City Chiefs because you go down I twenty nine and then you go over to. Um, I think it's I-90 or um, 94. I'm trying to remember which. You're heading into Kansas City. You know, you just, um, you're just going past St. Louis. And you've got some Kansas City fans over there. And you go on the west side, you've got Denver Bronco fans because it's closer to Montana, closer to Wyoming. And if you just sneak through, you can also sneak into, um, you know, through Nebraska, into Colorado and Utah and that area. You've got a smattering of Bronco fans. But then if you go up in the northwest portion, like around Williston, or close to Canadian border in Montana, you got fans of the Seattle Seahawks. And of course you got some rabid fans out there. And of course you got a smattering of um, Chicago bear. Um, well, considering I grew up in the uh, Milwaukee Chicago area, um, I did root for the Brewers at one point until my dad brought home uh, a Fergie Jenkins hat. Cause he went with a group of guys from his work at a Cubs game. And I switched over to the Chicago Cubs because the Cubs were playing better than the Brewers at the time. And still a Cub fan this day. And, um, and also uh, for hockey, the Chicago Blackhawks, it's natural. You got the Milwaukee Admirals, but you don't hear much of them. You know, the Blackhawks, I attended my first game in 1974, and it was just a mixed bag of everything that was great. I mean, you had um, a good amount of scoring. You had a lot of checking. You had fights. You had a bench brawl. And you had a game-winning goal, like in the final minute. And that's what turned me on to hockey. And, I've, and I was enjoying the Blackhawks for them. And, of course, you know, you know, I used to be I was one point a Milwaukee Bucks fan, attended a couple of Bucks games for Moon Chicago, and then as soon as Michael Jordan got on board and the Bucks were just playing terrible. It's like new owner and um their coach, uh, who is it? Don Nelson got fired and Marcus Johnson got traded. I switch over the Bulls and look at them, they won like um a couple of uh three peats, which is probably the rarest uh, feat in like any sport or any championship or any accomplishment. It's like Winning two three-peats and the way um, sports goes these days with, um, you know, one-and-dones, quick uh, wins and everything, that'll never be accomplished. And, of course, I've been a Cub fan for uh, quite a while, and I'm trying to think what else have I hit. Um, been a Packer fan since I was born in Milwaukee and um, really enjoyed the Packers, Bear fan at one point because the Packers were terrible, and then the Bears went downhill, and they signed Brett, Packers signed Brett Favre and then Reggie White and then just being back on again. But I still keep to my uh, roots as well too, but I do report on the Minnesota Vikings on uh, KFYR, you know, out of obligation just to serve the public and the interest. And then you have in North Dakota, you have like um you have uh, University of North Dakota fighting Hawks football, mm-hmm. which is up in Grand Forks in the Northeast, and then you got a split with the NDSU Bison or North Dakota State out of Fargo and and maybe college football and college football fans know instead of Division One, or like in Division One um what was it one A or double A or something, that they, they've won what, their um sixth or seventh title. So you've got a smattering of uh UND fans and uh NDSU fans. of course you got the smaller colleges and of course you've got in hockey, you got the Bismarck Bobcats and you got the Fargo Force and you got the Minot Minotaurals and and of course you've got uh in with colleges like the University of Mary, Minot State and Dickinson State, you just have these um these groups that are just, you know, Holding for their local teams, and they just you know have a passion for what they do locally. But then when it comes to other sports, you know, with hockey, you've got some Minnesota Wild fans, but they're not that big on it. And in basketball, of course, you got the same mix of teams. Some will follow the uh, Minnesota Timberwolves, some will follow the Denver Nuggets, and then um, baseball, you've got the Minnesota Twins all the way because many of them have grown up listening to baseball on the Twins Network, which covers a lot of North Dakota. Mm-hmm. So, you've got, you got a mixed bag of just about everything, and mainly football. It's like you've got people that are rooting for different teams, but it's split on one side. You know, Minnesota Vikings on the east, Denver Broncos on the west. But you do have an interesting uh, sports scene, you know, in terms of national and uh, regional and local. So, you have an interesting mix.
0: Yeah, it definitely sounds like it. Um, speaking of the Cubs, what was it like for you? Do you? And do you remember exactly kind of how it felt when the Cubs? Finally broke through and won the World Series a few years ago. Uh,
1: I have to say, I was elated because I took the family over the Buffalo Wild Wings in Bismarck to watch the game, and we had a nice dinner and um and, and I never stayed up very late to watch the game, and we got to like twelve forty five and I have my um my iPad just ready to capture that moment, and then I had it ready. And as soon as the guy from the Cleveland Indians hit a ground ball, and, and I'm trying to and I'm trying to remember, it was like, Don't bobble it, don't bobble it. And then throw out the first, don't drop it, don't drop it. And what if the guy is called safe? It's like so much is going through my head. I have it um, you know captured, I put it on Instagram and everything. And then when as soon as it was over, the Cubs were jumping. I said, Cubs won, Cubs won <laughs> Cubs won! And I was just ready to cry in elation. And there were some Cubs fans there, but you had a good portion who are Cleveland Indians fans. And and believe it or not, it was a group of pastors from Cleveland attending a conference in Bismarck. And, you know, they all got up and cheered and said it was a great game, great series. And they came to me and said, hey, congratulations on your Cubs. And I said, thank you and God bless you. And I'll be praying to your Cleveland Indians win next year. All right. <laughs> I mean it was just a friendly rivalry. It wasn't an angry rivalry. It was just all good and fun. And people just wanted to um watch baseball just for the sake of baseball. Now if it was the twins, it'd be a different story. You know, they already won two uh World Series in the eighties, and I think they were in one in the eighties, like during the um the Kirby Puckett days, and um and also uh Kent Herbeck and you know many others as well, too. And um I mean just have a smattering of it as well, too. And I'm getting ready for Cubs baseball as well, too. And, um, you know, Ian Happ, although he did get sent down to the minors, and it looks like uh, Hugh Darvish is um, healing right now. It looks like they've improved in their pitching, and they've gotten some um, relievers as well, too. So I think they're going to improve from uh, last year, especially when they lost uh, three key games in a row in extra innings to fall out of the uh, playoff picture. But, of course, kudos to the Milwaukee Brewers that are much more hungry as well, too. And same thing for the Colorado Rockies. But I am looking forward to um, a- another good uh, Cubs year. And I think this year that Madden is probably going to win the whole thing. And if he doesn't, he might walk away on his own terms. But this year is going to be very interesting. I'll tell you right now.
0: For sure. I, I, think, this- I think this whole baseball season is going to be uh... – Quite interesting. I think we're going to have some surprises. I think uh, you know some of the mainstays will be there. I think the Cubs will be there, but I definitely think there's going to be some surprise teams that make life a little miserable for some of the more established clubs. Um, so, getting onto your your interviews, uh, you you listed a few of them before. You know, Billy Craig uh, stands out to me. Kathy Coleman, uh, Lisa Wilcox, uh, Eddie Dizon. Uh, is there a one that was particularly difficult for you to prepare for or or difficult for you to to just 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 do whether you were maybe a little starstruck or or it was a little difficult to uh, to figure out kind of how to attack it so to speak
1: i i i do all my research as best I mean, I have no problems with it, but then when you have the ones that are up and coming and they have very little IMBD or maybe very few pages, you try to come up with something and really dig out that information. I mean, I was I wasn't really that starstruck, you know, you know, as time went on. But then, considering having done interviews in a long time that I did some here and there, but after a while, I started turning them down because it didn't fit or whatever else. And then my first interview on the Mike Wagner show was Sandy Helberg. When I did on KFYR as a test run, you know, preparing for it. it's like I got the questions down, but then getting them on the air, and I have to say this: it's like when it got to like maybe five minutes before going on, I have to admit I was very, very, very nervous. What I've said the same thing, what I've said the wrong question, it's been done before. But then after a few questions and um, some laughs and good answers and chuckles and everything, it, be- it started becoming like riding the bike again and. Basically, just talking to a regular person, and and the celebrities I had on there, they're basically just regular people, just doing their job. You know, they get up and um, you know, wash their face, brush their teeth, have their breakfast, go off and do their job, and then when they're done with their um, what they do, putting on uniform, costume, put on their uh, superstar mode and everything, they get off work. They're regular people. They come back home, and um, you know, they uh, spend time with the family, go out with friends, or they hug their pets or they just come home with their easy chair, have a little something to eat and drink, relax, and uh, everybody goes back to bed. And then you get up the next day and do the same thing all over again. So, so, it, so no matter what the personality is, your you, bottom line to get down to it, they're just regular people doing a, a, a regular job. And some have a much higher talent level than others. They're being called upon a higher task. It's how you handle it. That's one of the biggest challenges. And I think I've handled it pretty good. Concerning all the talent that I've got.
0: Absolutely. If if anyone out there is curious, and you should be at this point, uh, Mike had, does some absolutely top-notch interviews. You have to go and listen to them. Uh, like I said, if you're in uh, the Bismarck, North Dakota area, you know, uh, Y R, you can hear him give uh, his updates, play some music. Uh, Sundays 2 to 6, I think it is, right?
1: Correct, yes. Uh, and uh Sunday morning six to ten AM Central time, that's where um I, I entertain the farmers or whoever's up um you know, out and about because we do have like uh workers, you know, like the um you know, the coal miners and the farmers and the ranchers and um plant workers, the uh fire fire rescue, uh public service. I mean, yep, basically you have a lot of people that are up and about uh in the mornings, overnights and everything, and they do need that information. So it's very vital that they get it. So it's com. If you're not in the bismarck Mandan area, you can listen live on iHeartRadio as well, too. So um, you can access anywhere, and um, I encourage everybody to uh, give it a listen and uh, also make a request.
0: And look for uh, the Mike Wagner Show uh, on iHeartRadio, SoundCloud, uh, Spricker, you know, any, basically any place that you can find uh, podcasts. Just look them up uh, on uh, the old Google there. Um Mike, it has been a pleasure to talk to you. Uh can you give us a little uh where uh where we can find you online, where we can uh connect with you Facebook, your website, uh Twitter, anything like that?
1: Absolutely. I'm on Facebook at facebook.com slash the Mike Wagner Show. You can also uh hook me up on on Facebook with Mike Wagner. You see me with a microphone. I'm under Bismarck, North Dakota. You can also catch me on um SoundCloud, Spreaker, Spotify, iHeartRadio, YouTube, and also I'm on Instagram at Mike Wagner VoiceOver, The Mike Wagner Show, Mike Wagner Show, and of course, the TheMikeWagnerShow.com. I'm also a voiceover talent doing audiobooks, commercials, and many projects, radio imaging and everything. I'm at MikeWagnerVoiceOver.com. You can also hit me up on the uh, email, MikeWagnerVoiceOver, Gmail.com, or The Mike Wagner Show at the TheMikeWagnerShow.com. You can uh, access me, and uh, if you've got any questions or for you, Want to be a guest or be a sponsor of the donor program, you know, just let me know. I'll be happy to help you. And one important thing, I don't bite.
0: <laughs> Everybody, I urge you to go check out Mike Wagner's show. Absolutely fascinating interviews. Some of the best interviews that are being done today. Mike Wagner, thank you for joining us so much. And we will talk to you soon.
1: Sounds great. Thank you very much again, Mark. You're a great interviewer. you be doing a great job. I love all your stuff, and uh, let's talk baseball sometime. And uh, at your end, go Tigers.
0: Absolutely. Thank you. And go Cubs. Tigers, Cubs, and That's the World right. Series. That's <laughs> right. I want to see World it. Series, baby. <laughs>